Welcome back to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. I am your host. Today's episode doesn't have a title yet because I don't really know how to put more words to this than I'm going to put uh, into this episode. But this is going to be one of the realest episodes I've shared ever. And I've shared some real shit on this podcast. That's its whole design. The design of this podcast is to give myself to society and the things that we struggle with and the things that that I think people should talk more about. Today's episode specifically is about financial stress, undue personal pressure, and the weight of wishing that you could just take all of the pain and all of the stress away and what it might be like to give yourself to uh, to what I think people want when they when they take their own lives which is peace and in the thought process that goes into that and this is gonna come from my own personal story I'm not sharing anybody else's story here I'm sharing mine and I'm sharing a relevant story which is even more terrifying because as an entrepreneur and business owner and father, and uh, th- there are so many things that bring shame to this conversation, to men, to me. Uh, I'm going to uh, and struggle and stammer quite a bit through this episode. So I'm asking in advance that you would give me a little bit of grace as I don't plan these in advance and I don't script and I don't write out what I'm going to say. I legitimately hit record and I talk from my heart. And that's, for me, one of the most beautiful things about this podcast is not one episode ever has been overly produced or overly planned or trite in any kind of way. Just last week, we're in November of 2022, if by chance you listen to this episode at a different point. We're in November 21st, 2022, and just last week, I I wondered what it would be like to not be here anymore. I wondered what, what it would be like to not have to stress about money or to not have to wonder where and how I was going to buy groceries or afford this for my son or give my, you know, my, my partner, my friends, my, the people in my life different parts of me that I that I had to dig deeper to find what I'm saying is that I wonder what it would be like to die last week I wondered not if the world would be a better place but if my soul could find rest last week I I didn't consider in terms of Uh, creating a plan and and wanting to actually take my own life, but I certainly did consider what what it would be like to not have the pressure. I can't speak for the experience of being a woman, and I I say that a lot, and I'm very particular about saying those words because I never want to get tied up into a conversation of who has it harder or who... A, B, or C. I just want to share my perspective. 
as a man and as men, one of many reasons why we don't talk about our pain and our problems is because we're problem solvers. And it's easier for us to wrap our head around, if I just solve the problem, then I don't have to talk about it. For some reason, uh, I don't particularly know the reason, but for some reason, it burns in my soul to talk about really hard shit. And so I've dedicated part, a part of my life to being excessively vulnerable, far past my own comfort zone, far past the comfort zone of people who uh, are in my life. Um, what, I, what I went through last week, I didn't share with anybody. I, I shouldered it and I put my nose down and I, and I tried to get out of it. But here's, here's, how it, here's how it looks. The details uh, will unfold. My whole life I've been extremely creative, relatively misunderstood, and, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm still trying to figure out uh, what side of the coin that falls on. I'm gonna assume that it's good because it's my identity and it's who I am and it's where my value stems from is by being just far enough outside the box that I make people think and, and just far enough outside the box that I drive myself crazy. So last week I, I have been really struggling through the last few months. Um, nobody knows that. I mean, people close to me know that, um, but the transition of uh, running brand producer and that was all I did, to then taking a full-time job and then having that pulled out from underneath me and having to try to rebuild quickly. One of my downfalls is that I'm not great with money. I can spend it far faster than I make it and I've never really viewed money as anything to honor or respect because it comes and goes so quickly. So I found myself uh, with the job being pulled out from under me and I didn't have financial foundations to stand on. And so very quickly, I pivoted into something that I thought had a lot of value, that I put my heart and soul into, that I'm still putting my heart and soul into, and, and it hasn't jumped the way that I, I wanted or in some ways needed it to jump. And I have a great community around me, a community that will never let me sink. I know that. But last week, I found myself with both of my bank accounts showing red digits. If you've ever been in a position where your bank account shows red digits, what that means is that you, you don't have enough money to cover the things that you've had to pay and therefore you are in a deficit. Both of my bank accounts were overdrawn. And both of my bank accounts were overdrawn without a foreseeable amount of money coming in to, uh, to rectify how all of that was going to take shape. Over the course of 24 hours or so, 48 hours probably, 48 hours to be more fair, with um, a couple favors and me really just focusing in on uh, on things that I'm good at and and uh, finding some opportunities, I, I was able to rectify that problem fairly quickly, which I'm grateful for. And not everybody has the opportunity to fix that problem as quickly as I did. And I understand that. And for that, I'm very grateful. However, last week was a dad week, which means I had my son. 
and I sat up with my son in bed and I wondered what it would be like to not have to deal with all of this shit. I said it to a friend of mine uh, who was gracious enough to loan me a little money to just stop the overdraft fees and the shit that happens. I said, I'm, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul in my own bank account. Like it feels so ludicrous that I'm here. I'm a 40 year old, extremely talented, creative entrepreneur who has done very well for myself. I'm just not good with money and that's something that I have to fix. And now I have my son who's asleep peacefully and he has no idea the kind of chaos that's going on inside of me. And even if I told him he wouldn't understand and my girlfriend who's very gracious with me is having to deal with a little bit of my mood and, and attitude and, and I can't tell her why. I can't, I can't share with her the amount of what is actually happening because I have so much shame wrapped around this particular thing. So much shame that I wondered what it would be like if I were to die. The rate of men that take their own lives is alarming. It's alarming and it's sad. And as a man, I understand some of the mechanism as to why. We carry an enormous amount of pressure. And again, I'm not saying that women, uh, my friends that are trans or, you know, non-binary, I'm not, I'm not speaking, I'm going to say this very bluntly, I'm not speaking to anybody else. Uh, I'm speaking about me and I'm speaking about humans who identify as men. That feels like the safest way to say that. Women will never understand what pressure we put on ourselves. You don't understand what it feels like to have something as stupid as money cause so many problems. To know that if there were a catastrophe, that there would be a fucking catastrophe. To be, um, what is the right word? To be in some ways groveling at the feet of God or the universe or whatever you would identify your, your higher source as. I have reestablished the ability to call that source God for me. Groveling at the feet of God saying, what the fuck is the lesson? What is the lesson? What is the lesson? What am I learning? What am I supposed to be learning? I screamed it. I screamed it. My girlfriend came over uh, to have dinner with me and the boy and I went and ran a couple errands. Um, again, I had to rob Peter to pay Paul and myself. Like I pulled money, I paid, I put money back in my, I pulled money from an account to put money in an account. Ugh. And I sat in my truck and I screamed, what is the fucking lesson? What is the lesson? As much as I share of my life, I think it is easy to misconstrue the idea that sharing comes easy for me. I think it is, is it's possible to listen to me share these things from my life and think that I 
I don't, I don't actually know, so I don't want to go too far into that. What I'm saying is that this is really present, relevant. It was last week. This is not me retelling a story from five years ago where I was broke and then I got rich and da 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 da. This shit happened less than seven days ago. Legitimately, less than seven days ago. Less than seven days ago, I asked myself if I would have more peace if I took my own life. I am not the only man to think these things. I'm not the only man to be riddled with shame around how we talk to our kids and how we love our partners and how we deal with money and how we deal with time and whether we're successful enough or not, whether we're dressing the part or not, whether we're driving the right vehicle or not, whether we're using the right words or not, whether we're making people think that we have our shit figured the fuck out or not. I assure you that I am not the only man who struggles with this bullshit. And there have just been far too many stories of men who did not need to take their life. There are far too many stories of men that probably were just right around the corner from figuring some shit out and instead they were overwhelmed by wondering if this would bring peace. I, I assume some people wonder if uh, if the world or their families or, or whatever would be better without them. I shared on my Instagram this past weekend that I kind of lost it on my son while I was coaching. I'm not proud of that by any means. And I, and I had to spend some, some time with him talking and communicating. And, and when I said, I'm sorry for yelling and for being an asshole, he said, yeah, you were. And I don't blame him. I'm really grateful for his ability to be honest with me. But inevitably, we take shame, uh, shame forces us to take things out on other things. I'm going to call this the dance. And I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to use the illustration again is the dance with shame is something that we start to be in control of when we feel shame or when we do something that brings shame upon us whether intentionally or not when we feel shame it, it steps into position and it's ready to dance and when it, when we start that dance with shame we're always in control because it's never that far away getting back to normal or finding the resolution of, of the situation or, or recycling whatever is happening in our brains so that we're back in control is never that far away until it is. And it is the hardest thing to try to explain because shame is this mysterious, wicked, evil, dark, fucking nasty thing that humans deal with. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I assume based on so many conversations I've had in my life that men deal with shame far more intensely than women. I think that women deal with other emotions far more intensely than men do, but I think shame specifically in this regard of action or success or activity, like it fucking, it grabs us. It grabs us. And when it steps up to dance, and we start to move, there is, there is a moment, if we're not careful, that we do one thing too many and shame turns us and takes over control. Shame starts in the follower position, always. Shame always shows up 
as the one who is being led on the dance floor. And then there's a moment, if we're not careful, that shame turns our asses around and takes the lead position. And it is terrifying. I've been there. I've been there. That's why I'm, I can identify it and I know it and, I, and I, I can speak about it because I've felt it and it is awful. Ugh. The feeling is awful. And so when shame creeps in like it did for me the other night, it's challenging. It's challenging to not let it be overwhelming because I know what, I know what it feels like. Men who are listening, The shirt I'm wearing says no one fights alone. This is a shirt by a brand called Rare Breed Streetwear, um, developed by a friend of mine. I'll tag them in the notes of the thing. The shirt says no one fights alone and underneath it says hashtag end depression. Generally, I don't operate with depression. Generally, I have an enormous amount of peace and I, and I battle anxiety, certainly but depression is not the thing that I personally struggle with often. But what I do struggle with is coming to the to reality with some of my own some of my own insecurities. The things that I that I don't want people to find out. Like this episode is fucking terrifying for me because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm damn good at what I do and I should not have this struggle and yet And yet I did. And it took me to a really dark place. Men who are listening, you are not alone. You are not the only one fucking angry at yourself that you didn't make enough money this year or that you lost a job or that you couldn't, that you lost a client or that you can't find more clients or that that the money just isn't what you thought the money would be you're not the only one. You're not the only one whose kids look at them like, what the fuck kind of planet are you from? You're not the only one who's been divorced. You're not the only one who struggles with deep senses of self-insecurity. You're not the only one who can still hear the ringing of the sound of your mother's or father's voice telling you that you're a piece of shit. You're not the only one. You're not alone in this. But what I'm begging you to do is to tell somebody, anybody, write it in a journal, share it with your friend, share it with a partner, call a therapist, book that appointment. Don't wait to book that appointment. As soon as you listen to this, if it, if it pangs in your stomach that you need to make that call or book that appointment, turn this shit off and make that phone call. If you feel like you don't have anybody to reach out to, please reach out to me. Email, text, DM, I don't care. Please reach out to me. If you're a man who feels what I'm explaining and you don't think you have anybody to talk to or you just need somebody who's outside of your sphere who will listen, please call me. Because no one fights alone. And this is something that that men have to get ahead of. Dudes, nobody expects you really to be a superhuman. There are social media influencers. There's a guy named Andrew Tate. 
I fucking hate his messaging. It is so, it's such bullshit. Nobody needs you to be a fucking superhero. The only thing that people in your life need you to be is present and willing and vulnerable if you can and kind. If you can be those things, you don't need to be anything else. The rest of it takes care of itself. Instinctually, we have uh, an unrelenting power, instinctually. We don't have to flex it or pretend that we have it. We don't have to identify it as an animal or, or tell people how strong we are. The loudest person in the room who says they're the toughest is usually the biggest sissy. They're the one who's the most afraid of being found out. I have been that guy more than once. And I'm begging you that if any of this resonates with you, that you will pick up the phone, that you will open a journal, that you will call a therapist, that you will book something through BetterHelp or any of the online therapy platforms. Talk to anybody. I heard a message the other day from Gary Vee where he identified some of this as the poison that you just need to get out. And I, and I really love that analogy. So much of this is venom inside of us that we have to get out or it will continue to poison us. Whether it's words that other people have said or the expectations of others or our own shame around money or business or success or whatever it is, fuck all that shit. The fact that you're alive is beautiful enough. And I'm gonna beg you to find the same beauty in that that I'm explaining. I know that this episode was heavy. I know that uh, I, I feel like I've taken a, a bit of a risk by sharing so much of a very relevant or like recent part of my, my life, but nothing else feels worth it. I've had so many friends take their lives. I've had so many friends take their lives and I don't want any more. Please make the call, reach out, open the journal, book the appointment, whatever it is. You are human, you are worthy. As men, as a man, let me tell you, you are worthy. I'll give you the permission to look yourself in the face and tell you, tell yourself that you love you, that you're proud of you. I make my son, I don't make him, but every morning when he gets out of my truck, I say, what are the four things? He says, strong, handsome, smart, and kind. If, if that young man can carry that with him the rest of his life, he'll be infinitely better than me. My friend, man who's listening or watching, allow yourself to believe that you're strong, that you're smart. I hope that you're kind hope that you believe that you have worth in your in your physical appearance and in the areas where we can where we can take charge let us encourage each other to take charge but let us do so with grace not with shame not with bullshit masculine garbage Ugh. we can do that with grace we can gracefully love one another to get better that's my hope until next time, I love you all very much, and I appreciate you being here. If you're a man listening and you need somebody, please reach out.
if you're a female listening and you know a man that, that maybe you don't know that he has these struggles because he won't share them with you. But I would encourage you to share this with men in your life that, that would trust you and, and believe that they would listen to something that you would send them. Because the chances of them needing to hear words like this or similar are probably pretty real. Until next time, I love y'all and I'll see you again soon. Thank you.